what's up everybody it's your boy al newton and you're tuned in to another episode of a new perspective so glad that you found time in your week or started your week off off with the old perspective uh just to hear the un um unwanted opinion of a man like me listen i realized when i hit record that this is episode number 49 of the perspective that's crazy right it's crazy there have been 49 episodes of this podcast and we're just chugging along right right along and pushing right on through it's wild Uh, i thought about actually retiring the perspective had this whole long conversation you all heard me at the end of the last pod uh sounding kind of down and down and down and just trotting but then uh we hit 20 countries last week 20 countries yeah and so uh i am going to take a break uh, I mean, I'm going to, but the perspective is going to roll on. Um, there'll be some great opinions and some great voices coming through here. I'm not going to tell y'all how long or when I'm taking or who's coming because then people won't listen. I learned that pastoring. When you tell people, it doesn't matter if you're a good preacher or not a good preacher. When you tell your congregation that you're not going to be there uh, for church or you're not the person preaching, they don't come. So I'm going to take that same philosophy and, um, use it with the perspective especially seeing that you know the last two or three episodes haven't been um yeah i won't say that aloud <laughs> but i i'm still energized ready to go and uh, excited about um someone that was driving the keys for the car for an episode or two while i take a break i have worked i think nine nine straight 14 hour days or something crazy something ridiculous like that and uh, that on top of other things on top of other things on top of this type of finishing stuff with uh buying buying a home and um some health issues not issues i shouldn't say that going to the doctor and, and taking care of stuff is not a health issue it's uh um having medical things addressed some days it's it's a weary and it's a lot but here we are on a week that a lot of things have happened uh, a lot of things have happened and i really don't want to talk about any of them not a single one of them i'm going to hit them um just because but it's really not what the episode of perspective is about today give me about five ten minutes and we'll be where we need to be with that uh last week we were talking about hey dmx sick pull through dmx has died um we really got a great generation of music uh if you're 30 like we we really saw the transition of music we got 90s r&b early 2000s rap um i i used to bark because dmx bar just because i what you what you want from it i told y'all like uh it's just where the hood where the hood where the hood at I've been on the DMX kick. Um, I preached today, actually, and used DMX as one of my references to what, even with his struggles, um, with his drug addiction and, and his childhood trauma, that he's an example of what a Christian is, that you still persevere and you still say, hey, I'm dealing with this, but I know that God's going to pull me through it. And uh, Corey White, who's a, who's a friend of the perspective, although they ain't real. I left the group chat being a being a little softy, being an emotional person. And if you know me, you know I'll do that emotional thing and I'll leave everything. And they ain't add me back. They ain't real. Um, but he 
um, tweeted the other day that sometimes God will give you peace instead of life. And that DMX really wanted peace. And that, like, that theology kind of blew my mind that sometimes, you know, people are praying for peace and people are praying for rest. And we think that that's a break or we think that it's this. And sometimes God, like, gives you rest, gives you peace, gives you deliverance or breakthrough from whatever that is that um, you're struggling with. And so to the millions and millions and millions of people that he touched, um, that are grieving to his family. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the legacies. Um, that that was that is still living among us. Um, we also lost uh, Al Hastings. Um, that that alone deserves its own podcast. I love to watch Al uh, 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 in hearings. Um, he's a good AME brother. Belonged to an AME church in Fort Lauderdale. And so he um, was very impactful on what it was even after being impeached. You don't get impeached as a federal judge and then go get elected to the House of Representatives. And um, I don't want to do him a disservice. Hopefully, whenever I give these keys over, those persons that stand in my shoes um, genuinely give him the reflection that he deserves in his life and legacy gets even crazier of a week uh when you when you think about um the i am athlete podcast and brandon marshall and just being loud and wrong i'm guilty of being the loudest person in the room and being wrong but what i didn't like about that whole situation was how people have tried to link that to his mental health issues and that's not fair that every time um people go to express themselves we try to make them angry black person angry white person angry red people have feelings that are not associated to mental health or anger or any it, sometimes it's a conversation when i was watching brandon marshall it sounded like the barbershop it sounded like the black barbershop all the time i only really say black barbershop because i ain't never been to the white barbershop outside of wackadoos and when i used to go to wackadoos uh, it would only be me and the barber. <laughs> it'd be so funny because those ladies didn't know how to cut my hair, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I used to have to pull up like uh, pictures and tutorials, and nobody really loved me. I I don't know what I was going through with that span. I I do know what I was going through. Women were still giving me attention, so I don't know how. I wonder what kind of attention I'd have got if the right person would have been cutting my hair because I was getting attention with the wrong people cutting my hair sweetest people tried their hardest but when I go back and look at some pictures I'd be like oh I remember why I wore fit hats all the time because I was like oh this ain't right but I was paying five dollars ten dollars for a haircut so yeah I wish I'd get those prices back now thirty thirty five dollars for haircuts probably on my hairline push back because I was putting anybody cut my hair but Whatever. Sometimes I tell too much of my own business. Um, you got that. You got the state of Tennessee. Already coming out that the state of Tennessee didn't give Tennessee State and HBCU their adequate amount of money. Millions and millions. We're talking 600, 700 millions of dollars that Tennessee State and HBCU did not get. And I can guarantee you that they are not the only one that state allocated funds did not go to HBCUs. And if people can't understand how that plays with facilities, um, with scholarships, with living conditions, that states have taken money, this is institutional racism. 
this is continually behind the curve. I'm not saying this because I'm getting ready to send my money there. I'm not saying this because one day I got to have a degree from there. I'm not saying this because the majority, um, well, a good amount of my friends are from there. I'm not saying this uh, for any other reason other than the fact that I believe that FAMU is one of the greatest, if not the greatest HBCU, period. I believe that. If, if FAMU was getting the kind of money that UF or FSU gets, it would be hands down the best state, the best college in the state. The first university in the state. No, it's a university, not a college. Don't come for me. Um, let's say that I used to, those of you who know, might be new to the perspective. I used to spend time lobbying um, in the state legislator. And we were sitting in a, in a um, state rep's office and talking about money, trying to allocate funds for the Florida Fund for Minority Teachers. And when I saw how much money... Um, UF got for just entertainment um I, I, I almost got escorted out because the money that gets sent to the universities and the reasoning and people not realizing that well that's because they won got a head start and you gave them so much money but our kids would elevate our schools to those levels if you just put it on the equal playing field and so I'm interested to see what a long-term investigation into states um, with HBCUs um, and funds being allocated correctly looks like. There is no way uh, Vince Carter's mama allegedly can can even get to the position of conning Bethune-Cookman out of so much money if the state is giving Bethune-Cookman the right amount of money that they're not depending on other people to run stuff there, there's no way the state or the, the Bethune-Cookman stoops to allowing Betsy DeVoe to be one of their commencement speakers there's just no way and this happens all the time in strong black institutions the black church the black church has a muzzle on it right now I said that last week what we sold our souls as the black church for um 503Cs. I can't tell you how many times um, I've been somewhere, or I've passed, or I've been preaching somewhere. Somebody said, "I can't believe you said that." You know, if that gets recorded or gets out, the, the just church could lose their their tax exemption. And I'm like, we sell our soul for money, a piece of paper. I, I will. The human life is a consistent paper chase. Literally, money is paper. Degrees are papers. Marriage licenses are papers. Um, it's it's crazy how we spend our life chasing a piece of paper. Go enjoy the tree. The tree itself. Go sit under its shade. But that's not where I want to go today either. Not, not what's on my mind. No, I don't want to really talk about the disgusting vile I said the F word on Twitter there's certain words I try not to say on social media because people crucify me for them and one day I probably will be one of those people that get cancelled over something I tweeted but I damn sure tweeted the F word I don't care um, over this disgusting ass video of these cops pulling over this sergeant 
um, pepper spraying him with his hands out the door, all because he rode to a well-lit area being pulled over by the cops, which you're supposed to be able to do while he's in his military uniform and the white cop said, he's, he, the, the, the guy goes and says, hey, I'm afraid for my life right now. And the cop says, oh, you better be. What in the hell while you're in uniform? I guarantee it. I would bet my money off $5 I got that that same cop has posted on their social media about how they can't stand Colin Kaepernick kneeling because they respect the military. Bet you any about the money. I can guarantee you that same damn seven cops involved in that situation. I bet you they all have I stand before the flag, stand before the flag, kneel before the cross uh, uh, stuff in their home. But here you have an opportunity with the with a with a service member in uniform following their rights and your pepper spray. And then the, the sergeant or lieutenant who is on duty comes and says, All this BLM movement, this is shit. I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't cuss. I don't want to be a cussing pastor. I'm gonna give up cussing um in a few months. But that's just asinine. All this Black Lives Matter stuff got you. Before Black Lives Matter won to the mainstream media, black folk have always been afraid of the cops. Whether you do something right or do something wrong, because we know we can do something wrong, do something not wrong, and still, let's not act like there are not decades and decades and decades and decades of instances of cops harming black people who have done nothing wrong. Black people have a right and a reason to be afraid of officers, and it's not because they're guilty. That is a horrible notion that we have allowed America to continue to continuously perpetuate. And it's bullshit. I got friends that are cops, and I get nervous when the cops are around. I've had some great interactions with cops. I once got pulled over because a cop told me they saw me swallow an eight ball of cocaine at a stoplight. This is no goddamn lie. He jumped a medium, jumped a medium to pull me over because he said he saw me swallow an eight ball. I wouldn't even know what the hell to do with an eight ball. I'm so damn scared of drugs. I didn't smoke my first blunt until I was 25, 26. Terrified of drugs. Would he have known that? No. Could he have looked me in my face and saw that I had no indication of drug use? That's the main reason I'm scared to use drugs. I see pictures and know people who are on drugs and they look horrible. And I already look 40 in the face. Hell, I look like on drugs. I look like a 75-year-old person. It just blows my mind that, that we allow people to go out and make these comments, and this is how I feel, and this is the third, and it's not. It's not. It's not. And I'm going to leave that there because that's not even what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the social media trend of friendship dates. Now, I have a lot of female friends. I always have. 
um, a lot of cool, 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 cool female friends. Okay, I have gone out to dinner with female friends. Love them. I got some female friends that, um, absolutely. I absolutely. <laughs> I said I wasn't gonna tell one of these stories on the pod, but I'm going to. I don't think this one person listens anyway. Um, but never have we gotten that. Dr- have I gone to the club with female friends? Yes. If we're in the club, that's different. And if I'm with my female friends in the club, one, it's not just me and them. It's a whole group of friends going out. And all my female friends are wing people. One was a, a certified blocker, but whatever. All my all my female friends would, would go shoot the shot for me. Right? We weren't getting dressed up and damn sure not married. What? I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff. A lot of things. Not not a perfect husband at all. I would never, ever, ever get dolled up to the nines to go get dolled up to the nines with a female friend just to go eat. Hey, what? Y'all got the game bent. It's the same thing with the if you go out to eat with your 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 woman and her friend, you got to pick up the check. Dude, what? And I'm a check picker upper. I'm a check picker upper. Every you've been around me, I'm a I will pay the check. I don't know why. It's probably why I'm poor. But it bothers me when you assume that I'm going to pick up a check. Me, uh, me, Larry and Thez were out one night, and I'm hanging with me, Larry and Thez. Well, I forgot. I think we were watching um, the Tyson fight, the Tyson Roy Jones fight, and we were out just chilling. One of my female homegirls tell me, hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm out with Larry and Thez. I'm at the, you know, I'm at the this establishment. We're watching the fight. And she's like, oh, da, da, da. We ain't talking to them. I was like, yeah, but I'm out with my boys watching, like, not having this conversation. So, boom, her and one of her friends just popped, like, they popped up. Oh, okay. Cool. And so, because I'm a drink picker-upper, and that's my friend, and they're used to me paying all the drinks, <laughs> I was getting this this look like hey when are you gonna say hey go go put a drink on my tab <laughs> and uh at one point i went to larry and Thez in front of these these other within front of these females and said what y'all want to drink bros now I, I got a tab open i'll go put it and like the look of oh my goodness i can't believe you aren't going to offer to buy my drink don't don't expect me people will abuse you when they expect you to do something this is my choice and that person isn't an abuser. It's just an example of let be. Are you are obli- obligated to nobody? If a person is not financing you, feeding you, or freaking you, and not even if a person is feeding you, because there are people that are cook for you that mean nothing to you. There are people that finance you that mean nothing to you. There are people who will freak you that mean nothing to you. But if you find if the, the only person that should be really be able to, to genuinely question any of that is a person who is providing you the trifecta. And the crazy part is in my life, only one person has ever given me the trifecta. And there is only one person who has fed, financed and freaked me all at the same time. They got a ring. So, so there's it, it, it's it's. <laughs> This obligation, this hey, I'm I'm obligated to do a thing as a man because you're a friend. I wish the we ain't all sleeping together. That's probably insensitive and incorrect to say, 
Like, but if you expect me to pay for it, we must all be going home together. But that's not what I'm talking about today. So last Sunday was Easter Sunday. Uh, only the second time I didn't see my mama on Easter Sunday. First time I didn't see my mama on Easter Sunday is because I lived five hours away. Didn't see her. I still ain't seen her. She thinks she grown. I don't like that. She need to chill out. Um, still ain't seen her all week. Now that I think about it, and when I called her last night, she was acting like she was busy. You ain't never too busy for me. She better always remember that if something happened to her, I am the uh, over her estate. I will make sure them other two ugly little kids and them two ugly little grandchildren don't get a dime messing with me. You better answer when I call you and tell me you love me when you get off the phone with me too. <laughs> That's uh, it was Easter, so uh, worked on Easter. Believe it or not, yeah, preached full sermon, went to work. Blah, blah blah but when I got off I thoroughly enjoyed the four hours of verses um, now they could have kept Steve Harvey I love Steve Harvey uh, comedy sketches all of his um, specials are underrated to me because Steve Harvey is just hilarious his last one was kind of eh but he, Steve Harvey is, is hilarious and whichever one that is he's in the yellow suit but now that he's mogul tell you how to love your life type dude yeah he's different but Versus was really good between Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers. Ron Isley came out there with his beard and his new teeth and reached through generations, had daughters, mamas, and grandmamas all sitting up there trying to uh, be hunky-dory. Oh, speaking of generations and family, uh, shout out to uh, Bianca Belair, the new WWE SmackDown's women's champion. That is my daddy's first cousin. Her, her daddy and my granddaddy are brothers and so shout out to her anyway speaking of i was just thinking about generations of champions and um so we were uh blessed to hear they went on for four hours and did not touch their all of their music and i like the isley brothers i genuinely forgot they had that much music so it led me to what i want to talk about today I want to get into the top musical um, catalogs, in my opinion. And I started off with just 10 of these. And I was like, I'm going to do a top 10. I was like, ooh, there really isn't a top 10. And I was like, ooh, I'll do a top 15. It's like, ooh, I can't top 15 them. So I have for you all my top whatever this is list and I didn't include gospel artists because it would have been um, would have been even longer and they are kind of in order the top 10 are definitely in order for me they're all interchangeable uh, for the most part and uh, I look forward to you all telling me how wrong I was um, telling me how <laughs> how wrong I was like you all did with the movie so let's get into it because this is what i want to do it's my podcast do what i want it's my birthday so here we are anthony newton's top 25 music um catalogs and these are 25 and i asked this question on social media just to get feedback to see what direction other people would go in 
Um, but I'd already done this before I asked this question. So here are my top 25. These are artists that I can type in in, in my music because there are a crap ton of music on my phone or I could listen to their album after album after album after album and or when I go on road trips and I'm driving in the car if I'm not listening to a book I can put on their CDs back to back to back to back our music they influence back to back to back to back to back and let it ride alright so here we go number 25 on this list for me is Eminem okay and some of them I'll give explanations to don't know how long I want to make this podcast um, number, number 25 is Eminem Number 24 for me is Marvin Gaye. Number 23, and I, and this person probably should be higher on the list because their music is, uh, their music is really good. Obviously, they're on this list, but, and I don't know how he ended up so low, but he did. Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris Brown. Chris Brown has a like a sneaky collection and we've watched Chris matriculate maybe because he's only like a year older than me. I've I've always been able to relate to his music outside of basically beating Brianna's uh whatever whatever whatever. But I've always been able to relate to his music. Yeah, I don't know your name, but excuse me, miss. I saw you from across the room, and I gotta admit that you got my attention. You're making me wanna say you. I'm saying it is what it is. I want Chris Brown to do a versus, and yes, I want him to do it against you know who. Although they're not in the same category. Number twenty-two for me is Babyface. Um, I'll be honest. There are some Babyface songs where it's Babyface that I'm like, yeah. But Babyface overall influence, and I get myself into a dangerous category because there are other people who have extensive influences over music that I did not include, um, producers and stuff like that. To me, that's a whole nother list. But Babyface uh, is number 22 for me. Number 21 is Ray Charles. I absolutely love Ray Charles. The last time I actually took the piano seriously was when the movie Ray came out in 04 and uh, I taught myself how to play mess around and taught myself how to play it in the key of G that's the last time I turned my keyboard on and played um, but I absolutely love Ray Charles you can talk about the pits barbecue the band was jumping the people too they did the mess around oh, they did the mess around um, Love Ray and his extended his country streak it, it Ray's music is is ridiculous number 20 for me is Usher now I have an aunt that I don't know how much older Latija is older than me um, but I vicariously lived through her at one point because she's older than me but she's not older than me so she's one of those aunts that's like my sister but that she's really my auntie but I gotta remember sometimes that she's my aunt and sometimes I wanna call her Auntie Tija and sometimes I just wanna call her Tija that's probably my grandparents fault because sometimes I'm their grandchild and sometimes they child that's me and my mom getting them arguments all the time cause sometimes I talk to her like I'm her brother and sometimes she punch me in the face and remind me that I'm the child but my Auntie Tija used to listen to a lot of Usher okay I had no idea when I was singing my way when I say go 
And I'm in control. Or I had no business in 1997 singing at 7 o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top cruising the streets. Womp, 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 womp. I got a real pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me. I never forget, we were in the car one time and I got up. I, I got plans to put my hands in places I've never seen, girl. You know what? And my mama asked me, <laughs> What places I had planned to put my hands. <laughs> so, Usher at 20. Usher's music is, is damn near dope. And y'all know this list has to be very complex if I've got Usher at 20. Number 19 for me is Jeezy. Okay. I grew up, um, I grew up in a time of Jeezy, uh, high school, and I really could have lumped Jeezy in. I didn't put Plies on this list, but I probably listened to Plies more than anybody on this list. But just start to finish different flows, different energies of music. The the drug, well, damn, I can't dismiss drought Plies by using that same terminology. From making you feel like you're about to go sell drugs, make you feel like you're about to go kill somebody, to make you want to go love your woman, to make you want to go freak 19 women, to go storytelling. I, I, Jeezy's category is 19 for me. 18 for me with the same rationale is my favorite rapper. My favorite rapper, but they're only on 18 because I understand that something can be your favorite but might not be considerably the best. Right? But to me, T.I. might have to dismiss him. These allegations have tempered down, so we'll see. Um, T.I. From 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 I'm serious. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not no big. I I listened to somebody's stuff before. It was a mixtape and da, da da da. But from I'm serious on to this last item, which has whatever that is. Oh God, what what is the song? Hefe, whatever it is, whatever the last album was. I can ride and listen to Ti. Okay. Number seventeen on this list for me is Rihanna. I have a conspiracy theory to why Rihanna isn't making any more music. And I told some of my cousins this uh, during cousin retreat. And they were like, well, maybe she's just making so much money and they don't want to do it anymore. But what if Rihanna really can't sing and her voice double died? And so that's why she's not giving us any more music. Everybody gets one crackhead conspiracy and that's mine. But Rihanna's music between skin and under my umbrella, hey. Hey, how about a round of applause? Standing, you look so dumb right now. Yeah, y'all about to go put on some Rihanna, okay? Number 16 is Patti LaBelle. Um, Patti LaBelle. Number 15 is my second favorite rapper, is uh, J. Cole. I can put on any J. Cole album, start to finish. Um... You know it's crazy outside of this first few list I've put there really aren't a lot of Grammys Grammys are overrated and because people don't know music stupid people um J. Cole J. Cole J. Cole is such a bad man that he featured himself and put it under a different name 14 on this list is the Isley Brothers um their work goes their their uh their work goes to speak for itself and of course, my favorite, um, my favorite Isley Brothers song is is uh, "Between the Sheets." And people had footsteps and voyage and um, 
definitely between the sheets is my favorite not only well that's my favorite but my most the one I quote the most is obviously contagious I don't know why I will randomly walk into a room and say what the hell is going on in the sheets but between the sheets in my home baby wait let me explain before you start to point your okay girl I'm about to have a fit oh it's about to be some shit how did I get into this should have never came home with this bitch you low down dirty woman back to where you come from but baby wait but wait my ass kiss this your ass is great. but Mr. Big before I swear wait how you know my name son honey wait I was going to tell you move this cat looks real familiar oh now don't i know you're from somewhere a long time ago no no i don't think so uh-huh i think i know you brother very well no you mistake me for somebody else frank shut up don't you see two men are talking but thought i told your ass to get to walking now i think y'all better leave this place because i'm about to catch a case i know y'all did not ask for this and i don't know if this is a good listen but this is feeling great for my soul i've not smiled this much in a week um number 13 is little wayne now yeah, if Wayne is 13, I really might need to reevaluate this list. Number 13 is Lil Wayne for me. Okay? This new Lil Wayne whose dreadlocks are falling out, I don't know who the hell that is. That's, 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 I don't know who that is. But lighter flick Lil Wayne, okay? The dedication, one, two, and three Lil Wayne. No ceiling, no ceilings, mother. Good morning. I could listen to No Ceilings every day for months. I did it at one point. Okay. The Carter, the Carter One, the Carter Two, the Carter Three. All of the Wayne. All that Wayne. Go back to, to, to being a hobble. All that Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne for me, 13. Number 12 is Whitney Houston. Now, I've knocked Whitney before. Whitney was the first love of my life. Um, but Whitney literally took soundtracks and made soundtracks in the album. Her voice alone, um, you can you can put Whitney on and go from rock star, pop star, uh, Clive Davis making this the black white girl. I wanna dance with somebody. Ooh, I wanna feel the heat with somebody. Whitney, okay. Number eleven is Aretha Franklin. Chain, chain, chain. R E S P E C T. Find out what it means to me. And then if you mix in any, like, there's certain people, if you mix in Whitney's gospel with her stuff, or Aretha's gospel with their stuff, undefeated. All right, top 10. Try to make this quick. I don't know what minute marker I'm at on this podcast. 10 for me is Kanye West. Um,. From the college dropout, when we were having that conversation a few podcasts ago about Kanye's best album, and I just go back and look at some of his music and then some of his features, it's ridiculous. It's crazy to me. The work Kanye has put out, even the um, the Yeezus album, whichever one that was, I was like, when that came out, I remember tweeting, I want a refund, because back then it wasn't just Apple Music, you just downloaded it, you still had to pay that $10. And I was like, nah, Kanye, this ain't it. But like going back now and black skinheads, black skinheads kind of slap. It does slap. Or blood on the leaves. I just want to. And this last one he put out was dope too. Okay. And Kanye is not the highest rapper on this list. To me, highest rapper, in my opinion, best musical uh, catalog, 
At number nine for me is Jay-Z. Okay? Mr. Carter really is unmatched. Um, And it I, I, doesn't matter which of his albums you put in. They're all classics. And I often bash rappers for this. And, and I, I bash them, but I also then say, well, what do, what do we expect? Because rappers go from having nothing to really living these lives they live to being rich. And so their music goes repetitive. But Jay-Z has literally walked us through his drug dealing days, his hoeing days, his get your dirt off your shoulders days, the oh, I found Beyonce, I'm in love days, to to now let me show you my, my musical artistry days, to hey, now I'm rich and I'm in fatherhood days, to to like all of it from, from the Holy Grail, Magna Carta, Holy Grail that body of work, that album alone speaks to where Jay-Z was in his life. And then, then this new, it's like, you give me Jay-Z any day of the week. Okay. Number eight on Anthony's top 25 musical catalogs is Teddy Pendergrass. Teddy Pendergrass. I'm turn off the lights. Light a candle. Tonight I'm in a romantic mood. Teddy, Teddy P just got some hits and uh, if you ever want a good listen open up Pandora put it on Teddy P Teddy Pendergrass Station and put it just on top songs I guarantee you you'll get out of your car in a good vibe number seven for me Luther Vandross I don't think I've ever heard a bad Luther Vandross songs my only knock on Luther is that he didn't give us more music Luther made the type of music that just made you want to go love somebody. All of it. Okay. Fat Luther, skinny Luther. They could do a versus scat. Fat Luther versus skinny Luther. Black folk know what that means. Because either you like fat Luther and you, you don't really like skinny Luther. Or you like skinny Luther and you really don't rock with fat Luther. I'm a fat Luther guy. Number six. Earth, wind and fire. Okay. Um, in depth that is um, family reunion that is cookout music that is just feel good on your insides uh, Sister Newton will listen to Earth Wind and Fire on repeat over and over and over and over again alright my top 5 here we go to me top 5 musical, musical catalogs Number five is Beyonce. Okay, y'all know I'm a Beyonce fan. I'm a Beyonce stan. I'm a part of the Beehive. I love Bay. Okay, whether it's her Destiny's Child stuff, she's got the same thing with Jay Z. You could tell it together. It's her soundtracks. It's just all of it together. She got like Tokyo ish Beyonce. She got you could tell she was high in the booth Beyonce. She got nasty Beyonce. She got I'm hurt Beyonce. I'm sorry, y'all are lying if y'all saying y'all ain't turn on Lemonade and just like cried out like you were going through some stuff. Or she dropped an album overnight with zero publicity and then all of a sudden made that cool. Beyonce. Oh, I just realized that Drake is nowhere on this list. Wow. Wow, I made a top 25 musical categories and did not put Drake on the list. T he should probably be on here somewhere I don't know y'all tell me who I can bump off to put Drake I'm at number 5 y'all tell me who to pump off and uh, put Drake at because he belongs on here somewhere okay number 4 
and you can fight me. What he did was disgusting. What he did is repulsive. Um, it is not okay to like little girls. It is sexually deviant. I'm all for being freaky. Trust me. It is sexually deviant to be defecating and urinating on people. It is um, bad to imprison women. His story is tragic because he cannot read. All that aside, the number four musical catalog to me is R. Kelly. Tell me a bad R. Kelly album. Tell me a bad R. Kelly song. If it was sang by anybody else, then with features, y'all tell me anything musically R. Kelly has done wrong. And I'll look you in your face and call you a liar. Go ahead, I'll wait. Exactly. Number three on the Newton top five uh music accounts number three is uh michael jackson what the hell i got michael jackson at three who the hell do i have at two and one um michael jackson has some extraordinary music but michael also got some duds and we need to be honest about that i almost dropped michael a little bit lower but i ain't want to have to fight none of y'all Michael is brilliant, but there's sometimes if you put on his music, you'd be like, Michael Jackson wrote this? Michael Jackson actually put his voice to this? So I got Michael Jackson 3. Now, his great stuff, his top 50 songs are untouchable. Except for by these two artists I got ahead of him. Number two for me, greatest musical artist catalog of all time. Number two, Mr. Stevie Wonder himself. Okay? We left our wedding to ask. I love. My mom always told me. I used to sing. People don't believe I used to sing. Before I drank and screamed and yelled. And I used to sing. She always told me she ever got married. I had to sing. There's a ribbon in the sky for our love yes I you really did I used to play the piano and I used to could sing um my mama used to always tell me I had to sing ribbon in the sky at her at her wedding Stevie Wonder to me does not get enough credit okay and number one in the Anthony Newton all time list um Number one all-time musical list. Y'all want me to do a review? No, I'm not going to do one. Number one musical catalog of all times. And I want to let y'all know the top five, since I decided I was going to do this last week, I have listened to the top five on repeat. Because to me, all five of them, Beyonce, um, R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, CV1, and the person I have at one, all could have been number one. In my opinion, you don't like to get your own podcast. Number one for me is Prince. Prince's music is unfreaking touchable. There, I, I don't know. I said Michael Jackson had some duds. I don't know if Prince had a dud. 
when you when you listen to that stuff, even now you could take Prince's stuff and and manipulate it to make it sound like it was recorded in in 2020. Not saying um, auto restored or whatever it's called, but give it the beats and the and it would still. You could put Dove Cry. Could you imagine Prince singing a Dove Cry, a version of Dove Cry in in 2021? Little Red Corvette, Raspberry Beret. Okay. Do me, baby. I tried. Do me, ba- do me, baby. If you go, this is some old school player stuff right here, and I ain't that old. Go whisper the lyrics of "Do Me, Baby" into somebody's ear. Do me, baby, like you never been done. Okay. We tried to. I want to do our first dance to "Insatiable." Insa- insatiable, my n words. Insatiable. Purple rain. Prince is untouched, and that this week, my friends, is um that my friends is the perspective this week. That's what I wanted to talk about. That was on my heart. So. Uh, hey, like, share, follow is the new term now. Subscribe, five star review, share it, do that thing y'all are doing where you change your location on your phone to make it sound like we're in 20 countries. Um, tweet me. I love seeing the tweets, I love the DMs, I love the interactions. Um, I need some more of that in public though for traction purposes. But this is a new perspective. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it until next week. Peace.